Good morning. This is a Real Estate for Breakfast podcast, and I'm your host, Phil Coover, an attorney with Clark Hill PLC. The Real Estate for Breakfast podcast is a Chicago-centric commercial real estate podcast which presents real estate professionals and attorneys to create thoughtful commentary on current real estate issues, explanations of sophisticated real estate problems, current developments, and entertaining discussion. This podcast is a mixture of real estate, business, and law. Today, we have another great uh, guest who is uh, deeply involved in the Chicago real estate community. Colette English-Dixon. She has more than 30 years of investment management experience with a focus on commercial real estate investing. She is the executive director of the Marshall Bennett Institute of Real Estate, Roosevelt University. For those of you that don't know about the Roosevelt University right on Michigan Avenue, either from out of town or in town, it's a great university. It's got this real estate school, which is really in deeply intertwined with the Chicago real estate community in ways that you don't always see with acad- uh, with academic institutions. They really work well with all of the Chicago real estate companies and uh, they feed each other and they work well together with those companies. And I think that you're really going to enjoy listening to Colette. She's a fantastic speaker. She's just has a tremendous personality, tremendous energy. She cares deeply about the school and about Chicago real estate. And she's was the executive director of transactions for PGIM Real Estate, formerly known as PREI, a business unit of Prudential Financial and co-leader of PREI's National Investment Dispositions Program. In that role, she oversaw the sale of more than 200 investment properties throughout the United States with a total value of more than $8.7 billion on behalf of PREI's investment funds. Prior to her role in dispositions, Ms. English Dixon was responsible for sourcing more than $2.75 billion of wholly owned and joint venture real estate opportunities in Midwestern markets, covering all property types, including office, multifamily, hotel, industrial, and retail properties. Colette's experience also includes property development and asset management. She's a past president of CREW Network, past chair of CREW Network Foundation, past president of CREW Chicago, full member of ULI, 2016 to 19 chair of the UDMU Council, Purple. She is a member of the board of directors and chair of the investment committee for the Housing Partnership Equity Trust and a whole host of other things. And I will put up in the notes section of our podcast her entire background. I think you're going to find her fascinating. But also, this is a departure from what we always do here at Real Estate for Breakfast podcast in that we are bringing to you uh, the executive director of a school to talk about advanced degrees in real estate and also to talk about how that school interacts with the community. But I think that there's a lot of different angles here. And, you know, one thing I just wanted to say at the start of this is a lot of times in this podcast, we talk about how people can advance their careers. And what I have done, and there's a lot of different ways to go about networking, and I'm no, by no means an expert on networking, but what I've decided to do is to, rather than go to indivi- a lot of individual events, to pick an organization or two and to spend your time and efforts just getting, just giving to that organization and just join boards, join governance committees, volunteer your services to become a part, learn how those organizations work and just 
grab a shovel and pitch in and try to help. And you're going to really get to know people in ways that you wouldn't at networking events. And with those stronger community ties, uh, hopefully that will be that will be helpful for you and you'll learn a lot. And so I just joined, in full disclosure, the advisory board of this institute. So I don't purport to be uh, a long-standing member of this board who knows everybody. I'm just, just I got a lot of dues to pay, a lot of uh, hard work to do in front of me. But I, I did that before at the University Club of Chicago. I had them come on as a prior podcast, and I spent eight or nine years in club governance over there. And I just think that's a great way for people to to network and to get involved. Is just pick an organization and and give and give your time and your energy and your efforts and your skills to that organization. And I think, me personally, that that's a more rewarding and enjoyable way to to get to know people in your community, in your areas, rather than just go to uh, some random uh, real estate industry networking events. I mean, those you, you end up having to go to a lot of those, but I'd rather focus my efforts uh, giving to a valuable organization. So without further ado, we have Colette English-Dixon, Executive Director of uh, Marshall Bennett Institute of Real Estate. Enjoy. Good morning. This is Phil Coover and this is Real Estate for Breakfast. Today we have Colette English-Dixon, the Executive Director of the Roosevelt University's Marshall Bennett Institute of Real Estate. Colette, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Phil. I'm really glad to be here. Well, I am excited to have you here. I, I find the, the Marshall Bennett Institute to be a really dynamic, interesting school here, set right here in Chicago. And um, I feel like it is, is very valuable to both the students and the Chicago real estate community alike. So it fits very well with our podcast and what we try to do here, talk about Chicago real estate. So uh, I really appreciate you coming on. And why don't you start just by telling us a little bit about the school? Well, um, now that I think about it, I'd probably need to clarify one thing. The Institute's not technically the school. The school is called the Chicago School of Real Estate, which sits underneath the Institute. So um, a number of years ago, almost 20 years ago, um, the three amigos, as I call them, Marshall Bennett, Jerry Fogelson and uh, Tony Pasquinelli decided that Chicago deserved a real estate school. It didn't have one. Um, everybody was going to Madison, they go to UW-Madison. So they were like, Chicago, we're a great real estate town, we deserve one. And got, real estate, uh, got Roosevelt University to agree that it would be a great thing to support. And they housed the school there. So we've been around about 20 years. It's a Master of Science in Real Estate. It's an MBA with a concentration in real estate. It now has a real estate undergraduate major and minor in the business school. And we will soon be offering graduate certificates in real estate. So we're pretty um, diverse with our academic offerings. And being right in the heart of the city at Roosevelt University Chicago campus, we're right in the hub of the laboratory of you know all things real estate known as Chicago. So that's that's who we are, and we try to take advantage of everything that the city has to offer. Yeah, I first became aware of the school um, 
Probably about six, seven years ago, I went to, you have an annual gala mm-hmm. and right downtown and they're honoring Michelle Panovich for the Lifetime Achievement Award of Mid-America Asset Management. And I, I mentioned that for my longtime listeners because she was the first guest we ever had here on, on this podcast. And, uh, and I went to the school. I remember walking into the gala room and just be like, wow, look at this room. And they have unbelievable speakers. I mean, last year I uh, had Gordon Gordon Gill and Ad, uh, Adrian Smith. Smith. Yeah. And, I mean, so the world-renowned architects. And every year they have fantastic speakers. I'm looking at the program. I'm looking around the room like, wow, this is Chicago real estate right here. And they're all here to support uh, this school. And so I was like, tell me more you know, about what's going on. So it, it's unbelievable the integration that the school has with the Chicago real estate uh, community. Well, you know, tell me about um, the MSRE program. Well, the MSRE program is really, um, you know, one of the first specialized, I think, master's degrees that came out of business schools were around um, real estate. And so the MSRE is really well suited to take industry professionals who've been in the business, you know, a few years, don't have to be there a long time, um, who are looking to expand and deepen their knowledge of the industry, ideally to prepare themselves for advancement or maybe for a shift in their role and responsibility. Um, Sometimes it's for young people who are in the industry but don't have a real estate background. You know, this is an industry that you learn by doing. I mean, mm-hmm. you really do. I mean, many, many people in this industry have arts and sciences undergraduate degrees and they learn this on the job. I mean, it's not rocket science, but um, it is really helpful to have the education that really helps you understand so many different things in the industry that maybe you don't do every day, but you may want to do. And I think the MSRE program does a really good job at at basically, you know, providing that knowledge to industry professionals who look to move further in the industry. Personally, I don't know that I think it's great for people who are never been in the industry before um, and are looking to make a shift into the industry with a graduate degree in real estate, but um, it can still be a very useful tool as people are looking to be entrepreneurs in the real estate space. They want to get involved in economic development in their communities. Um, They are technical people who are looking to understand the business of real estate more so than say the design technical size of it. So it can be a lot of things to different people, but I really think that its strength is helping to prepare industry professionals for advancement and new opportunities. Yeah, time to level up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Do you find our companies here in Chicago sending some of their employees or encouraging them uh, to go to the school? Well, I think that some companies like the idea that um, they can take their employees into a program like ours and um, help build their knowledge. Because many firms just don't have the bandwidth to do the sort of training that they used to do. I mean, I remember when I started my career um, many, many moons ago, and I had a business undergrad, but not real estate knowledge. The firm had the bandwidth to actually have true official training in real estate. You know, you took a class in asset management, you took a class in lease analysis, I mean, and it provided it in-house. Firms don't really do that much anymore. So 
it's a great opportunity for a firm to send its employees in to take coursework that will make them better professionals for them. And we've got some great relationships with firms like JLL and Cushman and Wakefield, who are some of the larger platforms in town, and also some smaller entrepreneurial firms that have liked the sort of knowledge that their younger talent or maybe some of their middle talent um, have been able to get out of a program like this and take it back into the workplace. Uh, You know, speaking of students um, getting experience and companies wanting the students to get experience, you know, do you have internships or research or um, competitions that you, you, you put the students in touch with? Experiential learning is really important. I mean, as we said, you know, real estate is one of those things you really learn a lot from doing, not just reading. So for those students in our graduate school who have the bandwidth, um, because a lot of our students are actually working in the business, so they really don't need an internship. But for those who do, um, we work very hard with them and industry um, industry leaders and different companies to provide internship opportunities for them. A lot of the international students totally gobble them up. It's a great way to learn a little bit more about mm-hmm. what's going on in the you know the U.S. business um, before they go back home to wherever they've come. Um, and then we've got some younger ones. We do have some students who are, you know, not necessarily in the business. They're trying to get in the business or transition. And that sort of on the ground experience has been great. And companies have been very forthcoming with sharing opportunities for internships with our students. Um, It's a great way for them to find talent, too, because internships often lead to full time employment opportunities. Right. And then we also have a couple of really we've done some really unique things um, at the Institute for our students that I think have really added a lot of value to their educational experience. One has been our historic involvement with the Eisenberg Foundation and the Midwest Real Estate Challenge. And I think this is like year eight. We're actually going to take a break this year. (laughs) But in the prior years, we've participated in them with our graduate teams, they've done incredibly well in those competitions. It's been a great experience for them from a team perspective and building a project and looking at making a presentation on a real life project because all of them have been real deals um, in the city of Chicago. And many of them have um, resulted in ideas for those developers to actually pursue. There are a couple of projects that are ongoing in the city where some of the ideas they're actually putting into action were ideas that our teams actually brought to the table, which has been really great and really exciting. And then lastly, we have um, a real estate, international real estate class that has been working on a project in the Cayman Islands. So they get to um, spend some time working on some research and project development ideas. Do you need mentorship down there? I actually, I get to go this year. I'm sorry. Next year. We'll have to try that next year, Phil. Um, And so they'll actually get to go to the Cayman Islands for spring break and make a presentation to the developer and talk to the players involved in that project and see what has happened from prior 
class input to the development that's going on and also engage with making recommendations to the developer about what's going to happen in the future. I mean, I think that's really kind of a cool experience, too. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I just imagine you can study something, but then you go down there and you're like, well, how am I going to source the laborers to put this development together? How am I going to get the materials here? All these things that you can learn about, but they really don't jump off the page in a paragraph. Like when you're down there, and you're like, how am I actually going to put this this building together exactly I'm to get everything oh, that's that's really cool um, let's take a little bit of a I, I'm just very curious how did you wind up here because you are a known quantity in the Chicago real estate market and you've been uh, you have a lot of experience and you know I know you were with Prudential Real Estate Investors for a very long time. So we're sitting here recording this in Prudential Plaza. So yeah. you're, you're back at your old haunts. Uh, you know, Tell me a little bit about your career and, and how you wound up with the school. You know, it's interesting because, um, you know, I started my career kind of on a humble, you know, like a lot of people do. I knew nothing about real estate and Prudential took a gamble with me um, to bring me into the fold in what was a fairly nascent real estate platform under the insurance company many, many moons ago. And I was really lucky um, to be able to stay with the firm for as many years as I did and watch it grow from being just an insurance company with the real estate department to a global real estate investment management platform um, and have a lot of incredible real estate related experiences that went along with that. So I'd like to think that all of that kind of packaging from knowing nothing to being able to you know engage with my peers around the world and talk about transactions and be a part of a global platform maybe gave me an interesting perspective to bring to an educational environment because i think that um, while this was not what I thought I was going to wind up doing when I decided to leave Peru a few years ago, this was not on my radar screen. When I think about it, because of the interest that I've had throughout my career in working with young people in the industry, um, looking at how the industry develops talent, recognizing that there are opportunities in this industry that are not well known to many people. Um, it's not a very transparent space. For all the real estate we see, it's amazing right. how many people have no clue what this is about. That stepping into this role at Roosevelt gave me a unique position to both take the knowledge I have from a real estate industry perspective, right? And add that to my interest in talent development and implement it Day one. I mean, it's all there for me to bring to the table and collaboratively work with industry leaders and work with companies that are interested in talent and work with academics who are talking about how we teach this to students um, and just kind of a full circle sort of thing. I mean, I don't like to think that this is like, you know, the last hurrah for my career. Maybe it is. I don't really know. But it was one of those almost serendipitous opportunities. I mean, there are people who are like, this is the perfect job for you. And I'm like, really? Yeah. How'd you get that? <laughs> but when I'm now that I'm in it, and I've been there a little bit more than a year and a half, I have to say, um, I've learned a lot. Academia is a very different space. But I like to think that all that time I spent at Pru, along with my involvement in so many industry organizations, actually kind of prepared me to kind of 
bring that to a, a whole new audience. Yeah. At least oh. I hope so. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, one, I have a couple little nuggets I want to respond to in there. It's just, um, you, know, you mentioned that a lot, it's not a very transparent marketplace. I mean, just Prudential itself. Like a lot of people don't realize that insurance companies are huge players in the real estate industry. Right. You know, a lot of people don't know that. And, um, and I also, I just, you, when we talk about the integration between the school and the community, the other thing you've probably learned to deal with is the peanut gallery, because what <laughs> the school has is it, which has got to be a unique thing is the, the advisory board. Oh yeah. Um, which I, I just find very interesting that the schools invited this advisory board of professionals in Chicago real estate to help integrate with the school to help mm-hmm. give advice and to give feedback and, right. and to learn and the, and the learning go, goes both ways and so full disclosure I joined the advisory board a, a few months ago and I've really enjoyed it so far and tell me a little bit about the school's interaction and with with the advisory board well you know I have to say that's only been an 18 month exposure for me but the advisory board was created to have industry leaders share their knowledge with students, right? It's about giving our students an easier path to connect with those people who are making the deals happen, who are moving the industry forward in a very intimidating, unintimidating space, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, if you imagine, you know, you're just uh, a third year person and you're trying to meet, you know, Michelle Panovich, you know, right. you're interested in retail, you're not going to just call her. But if she's on an advisory board, she's there because she cares. That makes her that much more open and accessible. That makes a huge difference in the experience and in the exposure that students can have to the industry and to build relationships and informal mentoring relationships with these leaders. The other part that I think is really important, at least from my role in an administrator space, is that I have this pool of industry leaders who are ideally vested in the success of the program, who I can go to and go, you know, what what do we need to bring into the program to you know, give our students just that much more of an edge as they're competing for roles or they're looking for, you know, upward mobility in the roles that they have. Are there trends that we need to, you know, get engaged in? Is there knowledge that is kind of cutting edge that maybe we can get a little bit of a jump on? Because like right now we're talking around the prop tech, fintech thing and how I'm like, I got to get this in the classroom. And I have supporters who are going, we need folks in property management. How do we bring that world you know, to students because there are great opportunities there and not enough talent? That advisory board engagement helps me see those things um, and can you know, really make a difference for our, for our students. And I think that's the great plus of that. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, as you were talking, I was thinking, my, my father is a professor for 30 years at NIU in neuropsychology. And I think oftentimes academia is um, distant from the business side mm-hmm. of the world. And it they is. enjoy their distance. And there's a lot of good reasons sometimes where there can be distance. But 
Uh, this school embraces being re- related to and involved with the business community and, and wants to know what it can learn from the business community. And, and I, I appreciate that interplay between the two. I think it's unique. I think the great thing about most real estate programs and maybe one of the reasons why some schools don't have real estate programs is that they look at them as being almost vocational. This is truly an academic program that's intended to train people for a job. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not just about, you know, you just want to learn about art history. This is like you want to be in an industry. And so the program has to give you the knowledge to position you to be successful there. And it gives it a little bit of a, of a vocational edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if we don't really embrace the knowledge that we can get from this pool of advisory board members, that's a resource that has been totally wasted. And I think our advisory board members really like engaging with their students. I think they really enjoy some of these interesting conversations that they wind up having with some of our students about what their interests are and what they're trying to do with their careers. And um, giving back is a big part of what we should do in this industry. And speaking of giving back, I just want to let people know while we're talking about this, Tell us about the Fogelson forums and and the galas, because those are opportunities that people, if you don't have time to mentor a student or to be on an advisory committee, you know, that's something you can go do. Because the last Fogelson forum I went to was Kurt Bailey of Related Midwest, and he was talking about this massive project, the 78, down the south side. It was incredible to have the president of the company come tell us about what they're doing and all their their big plans and vision for the city. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the Fogelson Forum was originally started by Jerry long before actually the MSRE actually launched as a program where he felt the industry needed to have kind of that, you know, close, intimate discussion where you hear stuff you wouldn't hear everywhere else, that you'd have the industry leaders talking about what they're doing in a smaller environment. That was before BizNow and everybody else in these 10,000 industry events. So he was a little bit of a pioneer in that space. But it has been a way for us to maintain a regular connection with the industry and allowing leaders to bring their information, their knowledge, their thought leadership, their project into the room with 150 people and um, talk about what they're doing to give, and actually it's an external event, so we do always have our students there, we have our advisory board members there, but it is an external event, so we do welcome the um, you know industry participants to come and join us. But it's a chance for like Kurt Bailey to sit there and tell us stuff about the 78 that maybe we didn't read in the Chicago Tribune. Right. Um, Or it's a way for Jack Markowski um, at um, CIC to talk about really why does Chicago need affordable housing? So we're trying to balance it. We do the spring one's a little bit of a thought leadership kind of thing. And the fall one's meant to be a little splashy or a little deal, you know, a little deal junkie splashy. Um, And I'm really excited about how we can bring these leaders into a smaller intimate environment and have them tell us what's going on and give us interesting insight. And um, we welcome, you know, the industry public to come and join us. It's usually like $60. Yeah. You know, there's a reception and then there's the program and a lot of nice networking. And we definitely welcome um, all to come and join us for that. Just get your tickets early because they're going to sell out. Yes, get your tickets early. You're welcome. It's only 150 people. So I'm hoping that we always have that issue. 
But so, then the gala, as we talk about the gala for a second, because the gala is really, I mean, that's the thing that convinced you we were cool. <laughs> um, you know, the gala is our big industry event. It's about 400 people, industry leaders, great networking beforehand. The best. Um, it is an incredible networking event. Open bar, guys. It is open bar. Just to be honest about that. <laughs> um, and then a dinner. Now, you know, the dinner is a little bit old school, but it is always a really nice event. And we look to honor um, an industry leader with a Lifetime Achievement Award. I was really excited about having Adrian Smith and Gordon Gill with us last year. It, you know, being you know internationally renowned architects housed here in Chicago, you know, making a difference and I mean, impacting the built environment around the world in so many ways. It was just really cool to have them in that space. So it's a great networking opportunity. It's also a great opportunity for us to you know partner up with leaders like that and and showcase who they are along with us. It's also our biggest fundraiser. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's uh, the proceeds from that event go to help support you know, our activities on behalf of our students at the program. And we, you know, love to have new people join us every year and and find out who who we are, what we're doing, and also to enjoy the event. It's always in November and it's usually the first Thursday in November. This year will be November 7th, I think. Four seasons be there. <laughs> I will definitely be there. I'm thinking like six or seven years running now. Um, I want to be respectful of your time, so I just I do want to hit a few more topics. Uh-huh. Uh, the MSRE is the the main core component of the school, but there's also really exciting. You touched on it earlier earlier new um, undergraduate program. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, tell us. So all of the 17, 18 year old real estate. Um, perspectives out there listening to this podcast can can sign up or or if you happen to have a 17 or 18 year old who's figuring trying to figure out what they want to do and you're in the industry and they want to be in the industry too um, I think the great thing about the undergraduate major is that it really gives us an opportunity to have a true impact on the talent pipeline for the real estate industry you know, as much as people have been talking about graduate degrees and all that, and as I said, I really think an MSRE works best for people who've been in the industry for a little bit. The industry loves to hire people out of undergrad. It thrives on that. The entry-level opportunities are exploding in this industry, either from analysts or entry-level development associates or whatever you want to do. So I believe the opportunity we have is to train entry-level talent for the industry, doing what firms don't really, again, have the bandwidth to do, Mm -hmm. and hopefully deliver plug-and-play, you know, graduates that know enough about real estate to actually be able to sit down in your office day one and actually kind of know what you're talking about. Right. And I think that because of the unique dynamics of the Roosevelt student population, it allows us to both deliver just generally good entry-level talent, but good entry-level diverse talent and um, provide that sort of a pipeline of future leaders that I think will make a big difference. And so I'm really excited about that. I think that's where we really move the needle. And we do have a couple of um, incoming freshmen that came in in the fall who are declared real estate majors. I have a few people in the pipeline who are talking about coming next fall. So my goal is to have you know a steady state of 
you know, 75 undergrads in the real estate major by 2023. So, you know, if you have a child who says they want to be in real estate, you don't have to leave Chicago to get that knowledge. And I think that we will deliver the sort of talent to the industry that it wants. So I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah, that's super exciting. And, you know, maybe we can even pick off a few students that just go into the university and then they realize or they transfer over once. Yeah. So now not everyone knows that they want to be in real estate when they're 18. No, they don't. Maybe they will by the time they're 19 or 20. They could. We do a lot of work with community colleges. The university does. So the transfer student pool is a very active feeder into Roosevelt. And um, I am spending a lot of time talking with all of our enrollment folks about how to get in front of every potential resource. Because you're right, how many 18 year olds really think they want to be in real estate? I thought I was going to be a chemist that lasted one day. Ah, yeah. Oh, you would. <laughs> was it organic chemistry that blew you up or was no, it just the first class? I just decided this, uh, this isn't going to be for me. Um, well, the other thing that I wanted to ask you just about the certificate program, because ah, that's mm-hmm. that's another opportunity for people to level up and to gain a, a specific skill uh, that they may not have time for, for a full um, advanced degree or, or master's degree. So uh, what kind of certificates are available? So we are um, going through the final stages of approval on this, and I, I expect to have them active for the fall. Um, there will be a real estate finance and investment graduate certificate, and there will be one for real estate development. And the core of these certificates um, are based in our core classes out of the MSRE degree, along with a specified um, additional class either in real estate development process or in real estate finance and investment. And it will be a really, I mean, they'll go to class with our graduate students. I mean, this isn't like a watered down, you know, sit at your desk for 12 hours and kind of get this done. This is, you will go through the coursework with our graduate students on a pass-fail basis. And once you complete those four classes, you will have, you know, a certificate in that specialization. And I think that for many people who don't need the graduate degree, but want the knowledge, it's a great option. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to build, we have a couple of additional certificate um, programs in the works. One will involve um, hospitality and tourism management because the university has a phenomenal hospitality and tourism management program. And we think that real estate and hospitality cross paths regularly. Absolutely. So we're looking to add one in that space. And we may add one that may be more focused toward people in the property management space. Um, as that is truly a discipline that is feeling the crunch on talent. And I think that we can potentially help with some of that through the certificate program. Fantastic. Well, Colette, I really appreciate your time. Thank I really you for appreciate asking. Com- uh, I, I truly do appreciate it. And if anyone wants to know more about the school, you can, of course, I, in the show notes, if you go to our website, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to put up a link to the school. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. In the show notes. And you should go to the Fogelson forums and go to the gala. And is there any other way that you'd like people to reach out? Um, let's see. I'm pretty easy to find. I mean, you know, we've got a great LinkedIn page from the Marshall Bennett Institute. We have a great Facebook page. And um, my email address is easy. It's cenglishdixon at roosevelt.edu. So um, I, you know, welcome all inquiries. And if you want to join our board or you want to attend an event or you want to mentor a student, please, please let me know. We love engagement with the industry. Colette, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it.
No information contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or other professional advice, and no professional relationship of any kind is created between you, the podcast host, the guests, or Clark Hill, PLC. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and the guests, and not necessarily Clark Hill PLC.